What's up, ladies and gentlemen? We are back now with another episode of your favorite soccer podcast. More than likely, if you're listening to us, that could be the case, I think. We have some stuff to talk about. We don't quite know yet, but we know there are things to talk about. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. And it's in! Darwin Jones with the response for Orange County. And it is a massive one. Austin Bold, dominant in the last ten. Forcer in the middle now, gets around a few defenders. Forcer with the outside of the foot. What a strike by Mary Forrester. It's the opening goal for Orange County. Heads it down, back post. Opportunity and a goal! A beautiful goal by Orange County. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Got to unmute. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, presented by Roughneck Scarves. We are the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I am with you each and every episode as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. Joining me as he does each and every episode from County Line Coalition, Dylan. Dylan, how are you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing well. Um, just, you know, it's Tuesday evening. What? That's all? Yeah. You know, I I have no idea. <laughs> we have no idea what we're doing on this podcast. I have no idea what's going on. Uh, yeah. Alan, how are you? <laughs> Fantastic. I'm doing great. We had a dog adventure yesterday with some stray dogs, and uh, hopefully they've found their way back home. So that was pretty fun yesterday. Um, so we didn't get to watch Westworld. So Sarah's just like patiently waiting for to to be able to watch the next episode of Westworld. So that's what she's doing. What I'm doing is here where we're probably going to talk about Ray on video games. Uh, we might talk about me on video games versus his kid on video games. And, um, you know, maybe a random thought here or there. What's up, right? Maybe a random, yeah, maybe a random thought here or there. You know, we'll figure it out as we go. Uh, it's this fun time in life where there's not this real soccer to talk about all the time. So we're trying to find other soccer to talk about. Luckily, there are some video game shenanigans going on in the world of soccer. Um, and we could definitely talk about that and whatever else you gentlemen want to talk about today. Um, yeah, uh, I, and I want to just grab something here. I want to call out. I went and grabbed uh, some crowlers today from Dylan. How do you pronounce this place again? It's pronounced Gunnel. This is the technical pronunciation of the word. I can get it looks the, like Dunwale, but it's pronounced Yeah, That's a lot of letters for not a lot of letters saying. It, yeah, basically. Is that what that means? Yeah, when it says Gunwale, but it's really Gunnel, that's a a lot of wasted letters going on there. That's all I got to say. Like someone was clearly getting paid by the letter. It's like the Charles Dickens of naming things. All right. I guess it. Underwear, sure. Uh, all of Dickens' works were serialized, which meant that he got paid per 
her word. So he liked to drag things out, which is why when you read it, it's unbearable and terrible. Like, I don't need four pages on what the swamp felt like. It doesn't have any bearing on anything, but you're going to spend four pages telling me what the swamp looked like. Let's go, Dickens. You're serious there, man. The orange and black literature cast. It's happening. (laughs) Um, What do we want? Do we want Walden? Do we want uh, the complete poems of Robert Frost? Do we want an anthology of American short stories, of modern American short stories? Uh, I think at this point we should just do a a poem a week and then we'll review the poem. Uh, it'll be Ray's favorite segment. Maybe a children's It'll be my favorite segment. Okay. I'm going to do this really quick, gentlemen. I'm going to switch some things up because I, I, I think our stream is just having some technical issues from all the fun we're trying to do here. So bear with me one second. For those of you watching live, just bear with me a second. We're going to get things all fixed up here and we'll get to see everybody and talk to everybody and make this work. I'm changing some things up here on the fly. That's what we, we do on our podcast. People on the podcast. We are trying to have other people on the podcast. Yeah, but um, yeah, I was just trying to do some new graphics here and they just weren't working quite the way I wanted them to work. So we'll go yeah, back to well, the old school style for now. It's like a uh, preseason right now. You're just trying some stuff out, seeing what works, what doesn't. You know. it, it's it, That's basically what it is, right? We're not no real soccer. Let's talk about soccer. Let's talk about some video game soccer if we can for a moment here. Um, this past week, I had the lowest of lows in the season so far and the highest of highs in the season so far. So um, really wild and crazy week for me. Uh, and I'm sure for you guys calling the matches, um, if that makes any sense. And I think I'm frozen here on my end with what we got going on. There we go. Back um, moving around. Uh, let's talk about that very first match. We got to talk about it last week, so we won't uh, talk about it too much. I got beat 5 nil. Um, I know we had our guest on last week, so we got to hear from him. <laughs> After that match, what did you guys think was going to happen in, in my next match? Did you guys think I was just sort of falling off the deep end, or uh, did you think there was hope for me to make a comeback or uh, turn things around? Well, you were confident for this one, so I think... And you were playing Phil Grimes, who admittedly... No, no, not Phil Grimes. Was this not the Phil Grimes match? No, that no was we're, we're talking. Yeah, that was a while ago, Dylan. Oh my god, that's the one where he, you were like, "Oh man, I'm gonna win five nil. I'm gonna roll." And then this. I was down two nil. You had a 90th minute winner. Wow, where have we been? And then he got the life beaten out of him. Yes, I remember um, that one. And so I got this by one Mr. Knutson with the. This is the result you should have had against Phil Grooms. With all due respect to Mr. Phil Grooms, this past weekend, the, the, this, this past, past weekend in which. Uh, your opponent was not having a, a very good evening. Um, one might say it was a bit like your match against Dalton Knutson. Um, Knutson, right? Knutson. Knutson. I keep thinking it's Danish and it's not. So, yeah, that red card, the other red card, the two tackles that should have been red cards, and then... <laughs> This time you didn't decide to try and break some digital ankles, and um, I got my first shutout of the season. Finally, Ooh. yeah, and a commanding, convincing win. Uh, you seem to have found your way with Oil Money FC, so congratulations. We're happy for you. Um, 
No, he can't play with Man, Man City. It's not allowed. <laughs> or PSG. Or, um, or maybe Newcastle. Who knows? Can we we'll say this? And we sort of that. talked about it because uh, there might be people listening to our podcast that that didn't watch the match. They don't. They don't know what we talked about after the match. I sort of admitted that for most of that second half of the match, I was just sort of trying not to run up the score. I know there's a lot of people in this league that are just running up the score, partially because you sort of have to at this point because there's a lot of players that have already done so, and then also just because I guess they go in for blood and they just go for it all. They don't. They don't really care what. What happens? I'm one of those people. And this is the way I coach my kids when I'm coaching my my youth soccer teams. If my team is dominating you, I'm gonna sort of let off the gas. I'm gonna slow down a little bit. I'm not gonna, you know, ease up on the defensive end. I'm not gonna try and let you score, but I'm not gonna try and just make you feel horrible by scoring 30 goals on you or 20 goals on you or 10 goals on you. I easily could have doubled up what I did in that match. At least that's what I believe. I, I don't know if you guys agree with me. That's why I did um, agree to basically double up my donation for that particular match. And, and instead of just donating $4 for the four goals I scored, I'm going to donate $8 on that. Uh, am I a little crazy to think I could have at least scored eight goals in that match, Dylan? No, uh, as we talked about a little bit after your match on Sunday evening, there was at least one goal that you shouldn't have tried to walk in. Um, there was <laughs> one goal that should have been the result of a pretty stonewall pen. Um, you didn't get that call, whatever. This is the EUSL, so it's nice that even the FIFA refs are participating here. Uh, but yeah, probably eight, nine. Had you really gone for blood and gone for the throat, eight, nine goals comfortably. I mean, maybe by that point, he throws in one more heavy challenge and you get nine or 10 when he's playing with eight men. Who knows? But satisfying. It was good. It was good to watch. It was a nice change of pace after watching. You falter a little bit against Phil Grooms and then absolutely get uh, slaughtered against Mr. Knutson. I think the, the the switch of teams that I'm using for the tournament or for the league probably helped out a lot on that, right, Alan? Yeah, I think, um, you know, you, you kind of hit a rut. Uh, your previous team in Spartak Moscow Um so, so every time, every time you you get you get updates or you kind of play around and you find out, hey, I really like this thing, but I don't like this. You go search and find that team that has those elements you want and uh, kind of gets rid of the elements you don't want. And you know, it's there's a ton of teams on FIFA, so that's, sometimes it's hard to do. Like finding one less than three and a half stars with the right kind of setup, with the right kind of tactics, with the right set of players. Like you really are kind of scouting as if you are a you know, a man and to find the best players for your team. Um, so I know that's a lot of work if you want to put it in. So I know you did some of that and you were prepared to make that change. And I think, um, you know, it paid off. Well, I think when you look at the, 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 the team I was using before Spartak Masco, they were a very balanced team. They, I think they were rated 74 defense, midfield and offense. Uh, when I looked at my first few matches, I was really struggling to put goals uh, into the back of the net. That was probably my weakest point right there. I was giving up a few too many goals also, but I think part of that was I was struggling to keep the ball on the, the opponent's side of the uh, pitch and score some goals. So I looked at uh, my research that I had done prior to the start of the season and, and 
all halal had been one of the teams i it was down to like two or three teams in spartek moscow all halal and there was a team i believe from brazil that i was looking at potentially using as well uh and i ended up going with spartek moscow because of the balance and then you know make the change now because i figured uh, i'm struggling scoring i'm struggling to get some good quality shots so let's go with an offensive juggernaut so i traded in a, a, a balanced all-around team with a decent goalie for a offensive powerhouse with probably the weakest goalie out of any of the three and a half star teams uh, but i will say that goalie the one or two times he had to do something in the match at least didn't let a goal uh into the back of the net which helps i think you're going to struggle against teams that actually test your keeper um this is a bit like you essentially have the keeper uh, equivalent of Luis Lopez, except your keeper stays in the box. So that's good. <laughs> but yeah. if you can find a way to have your keeper running 40 yards out of his box for no reason or in the middle of the match, by all means, have at it. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Could be worse. By the way, what, really, thank you. Really quick. One of our listeners, if you look at the chats, one of our listeners is excited to see Dylan's face. I, I, I think we forgot to call that <laughs> out, Alan. We were so like confused with everything else going on. We forgot to sort of mention we can actually see Dylan. Uh, now yeah, first time ever oh, things are I getting think, weird here i think we're just memorized by his beauty so it was just like i haven't stopped staring at that square right sugar, haven't stopped yeah. staring at that rectangle since we started i apologize for the 90s haircut everyone um but of course well i am participating in our stay-at-home order like a good citizen so i'm not going and getting my haircut but maybe i'll like live stream shaving the sides of my head because it's getting a little bit long we could do that on our, maybe our next episode, save the hair for the next episode, and we'll we'll dedicate a we segment yeah. to you cutting your hair live on our podcast. Content, everyone. This is what modern life is, is this. This Beers, is the new normal. Video game soccer and whatever Head we can do shaving? to fill 45 minutes of our time on a podcast. Because, yeah, you're going to hear that wonderful. Maybe uh, Alan and I could do the play-by-play on Dylan's uh, head shaving there. Yeah. Um, Constantly. Ooh, he, he, he got a little crooked there. Alexis from Soccer Cooligans. Um, I forget who he was helping shave his head. It was like a soccer analysis. Anal, analyst? Analyst? Analyst. There we go. And he was like... Analropist. T- turned around and he was like guiding him where, when to cut from the back and like telling him when to stop. It was terrible. It was terrible. The haircut was terrible. It was funny. Ooh, that's what we should do. That's what we should do is we should like blindfold Dylan. He gets the shaver and we have to basically tell him uh, what to do, where to go. And, and he has to follow whatever we say. I don't, I don't think Dylan trusts us that much. Uh, you're right. I do not trust you that much. <laughs> Maybe we can invite uh, Brad on, and he can be the person that does it. He probably would go easy on you, since yeah, he would absolutely. You went a little easy on him. He he owes it to you, right? I think so. I think that's fair. Um, speaking of video game soccer, uh, with I guess some of these states deciding to open back up and allow people back out into public and people going back to work, there were a few drops out of the EUSL Championship League, and um. Lo and behold, I believe I, I I I haven't seen your name pop up yet as like concrete confirmation that you're in there. But Alan, let our listeners know: Are you in the EUSL Championship now? Um, there, uh, my agents and the uh, the league are working on some 
finalizing some language. Um, there's some contractual things we need to work out. Uh, we, we've agreed in principle, uh, but I have not yet signed on the dotted line as of yet. Uh, but talks are progressing well. Um, and I'm just waiting to uh, get my schedule confirmed and when we'll start playing. Um, but uh, he said later tonight, but he's had a really busy day at work. So I'm just kind of, I'll wait and I'll be patient because that's what I learned teaching middle school kids is just waiting and being patient. Eventually it'll happen. Um, no, but, you know, talks are progressing really well and looks like um, the next couple of days we should have sign on the dotted line. And we'll be out there on the pitch playing some electronic soccer. And I can see Dylan <laughs> trying to fight back a laugh trying to like he's disappointed yeah. he's disappointed that he he thinks some of this is actually funny and he's disappointed in oh, himself yeah, that he's giggling this is hilarious um alan are you willing uh to, to speak about the length of the deal that you're getting here maybe a ballpark estimate on what kind of wage you're going to be on or yeah let me know so i can reach out to the league and maybe uh maybe i can uh be the agent for my son my seven-year-old and maybe we can get him to uh swoop in and take your spot alan Right. This is life. I mean, he almost he almost beat you. I mean, he you did come you did a what three three draw with him on a friendly mm-hmm. today. For those of you that didn't mm-hmm. watch our live stream, my seven year old and Alan played a legit friendly. I don't I I don't think <laughs> Alan was trying to go easy. I think he was trying to work some things out, but he was trying to practice with his team. But I don't think he was like taking the foot off the pedal against uh, my son when he was playing. I think he was actually legit trying to at least win the match. Yeah, there's definitely some things I was trying to work on, but I was definitely trying to beat him. Like, it wasn't like I was like, ah, I'm going to take it easy on him. It was like, no, like, I need to, like, try and push to see what works and what doesn't. And I I think because I am not at the higher level of FIFA, FIFA dumb, um, I'm going to have to play a challenge for you. It was a challenge. I'm going to have to play a specific style that's going to be hold on to possession for as long as possible, move the ball through the midfield. Don't be afraid to play back and then play out of pressure. Like, so there's some things that I was trying, but you know, he's a pretty solid player. Uh, I definitely made some mistakes that led in one of those goals in the three, three. It was, I think a, what we call a race, some more special where the yes, goalkeeper goalie. passes it directly to the opposing <laughs> player who then puts it in the empty net. Yeah. That was the first hey, one. But some tough defense though. You had a hard time. Once you'd get into that box, he was actually like, and, and here's the thing, and this is what Dylan and I were trying to teach you or talk to you about after the match. You got to be physical. You got to use that left trigger. Um, my son uses that left trigger. A seven-year-old is using that left trigger. And you can ask Alan. Alan was getting pushed around out there on the virtual pitch for both matches with, with the seven-year-old using that left trigger. It's definitely a good weapon if you know how to use it. Yeah, it's. I mean, I know where my weaknesses are in the in the game, and hopefully I can work on them. But it's like I don't want to do too much too soon. I want to see where where I can be successful right now and then where I need to be successful in a couple of weeks. The, the, the thing that sort of sucks about it really quick. And then I'll go to you, Dylan. I, I, I know you want to talk is uh, I, I believe the two dropouts were my first two opponents. So if Alan's in there replacing one of two, we're not going to play unless we meet in the playoffs, Alan. So at least you won't have to face me again. Um, like we did when we did the Liverpool versus Spurs thing we did. That was It'll be all right. Time. I'll I'll have the ability to lose against a lot of other people now. So <laughs> this time, more people will be watching. People all over the country will watch. <laughs> you're the, you're gonna I'd be end. like the Norwich of of the EOSL, right? You know, you're not gonna do super well. You don't have the resources to compete with these people. Um, you like Luton Town. That's accurate as well. Um, but maybe you're gonna nick a three-two victory over. 
oil money FC at some point and things will get a little wild and you'll you'll get to celebrate that. So I, for one, am looking forward to that one. I'm trying to model my uh, my season after RG- RGV. Like, you're probably going <laughs> to lose more than you're going to win, but you're going to pull off some pretty amazing victories, just at <laughs> random, like a 1-0 at home. You're going to beat, I don't know, some random top four team. It could, hey, it could happen. It could happen. Now, I, I got to ask this for you, Alan. Like, who who are you giving the broadcast rights to for your matches? I don't I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, I was like, do I have to start a Twitch now? Do I have to sign up for it? How do you – are you – is that a sign up for still? Like, do they take my age so, limit? Yeah. Like, like um, sure they you're over 35, you should probably not have a Twitch or at least start one. Like, you should start one a while ago, buddy. Um, I have no that idea. That means if you want to, we could stream it on our on our accounts. And if you want to create a Twitch account, we can we can stream it there as well. And we can just try and get it out to everyone to watch you uh, getting annihilated. Right, 90% of the time. <laughs> I think one of my first matches is against Andrew Vasiliadis and the, the wired guy from yeah, uh, San Diego, right? The chairman of the team. And so I'm like, I, <laughs> I have watched him play. I was like, I know he will destroy me. Like, this was not even a so that's why I'm working on some defensive things. Like, I know he's going to put me <laughs> under pressure and I got to defend. So I got to work out how to do that left trigger, right trigger, mark people thing. And I'm sure if, if we were able to work it out, I'm sure Dylan wouldn't mind. Uh, jumping in and, and doing the play-by-play for you. And I can replace you on, on the color commentary if I, if I can. Maybe I could do that. Maybe I can't. Who knows? Those are some very yeah, small um... shoes to fill, sir. <laughs> what do we well, maybe, what we'll do, maybe what we could do to give da- uh, Dylan a, a break is, is I could do it and I could bring in someone. Maybe we can bring in like a guest uh, announcer each week to, to cover for, for that. If Dylan doesn't want to do it. But I, I'm pretty sure Dylan uh, has fun doing it. Well, you know, I'm so busy um, with hanging out at Irvine City Hall and stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do nothing. The, my whole life is say... basically sports. So when sports aren't happening, I'm the only work. Can we say how much better it is actually looking at Dylan's facial expressions while he's trying to think of his thoughts? This is something that's like Alan and I, we do this every week. We like make these weird faces while we're trying to figure out what we're trying to say. And and Dylan hides behind his picture. And now we actually get to see that. It's actually a, an awesome feeling. My favorite part is the, his expression of exasperation at, at the two of us. I think it's my favorite part. <laughs> like, I don't know if I've ever embarrassed some other human the way that I embarrass Dylan all of the time. That's why well, he doesn't have space. We can actually see like his reactions when we're saying stuff now, instead of just hearing his reactions, we can actually see his face now. That's awesome. I mean, um, I can hear his eye rolls, so I just want <laughs> at least one thing we can hear. Like, I think I can convey those to text decently well. So, <laughs> let me ask you, uh, Dylan, based off of what you've seen uh, in the limited action you've seen from, from Allen and knowing that we're already well into the season, there's a lot of players that have already sort of figured out their, their niche in this league. How many wins uh, can Allen pull off in these remaining? What? Uh, 12 weeks or whatever is left in the season, 13 weeks. What do you think? What's your guess over under? I don't know that I don't do sports betting. So I don't know what that is. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll have you set. Okay. I'll set the over under and you go either over or under. So basically what it means is I'm going to set a number and you got to say, he's going to either go over that win more, or he's going to go under that win less. So I'm going to set the over under at uh, for wins. This is for actual wins. I'm going to set it at two and a half. He can't win two and a half matches. That doesn't make sense. 
Can you can you explain this to him, Alan? So if he's saying you say he's going to win three, you're going to choose over. If I'm going to lose less than two and a half, win, 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 not lose, win. If I'm I win less two and a half because because that means you're either going to go over it in three or more, or you're going to go under it two or less type thing, basically. I now understand. Um, and while while you're thinking about it, I'm going to shoot it out to so go anyone over. that's actually listening to anyone that's listening to us live. Go into the comments and say, do you think uh, Alan will go over or under the two and a half? Um, or tweet out on social media to let Alan know what you think of his uh, skill level. I think uh, Dylan, you said over. You think yeah, he'll win? I think three he nicks out three. I think he nicks out three wins. Um, and that's why uh, we're friends. Yeah. I also <laughs> want to say that this sports betting is extremely stupid from what I've learned here, and uh, it should definitely not be a thing here. Now, if we're going to get even more crazy, we'll go over under how many times Alan's going to play and the ref's going to wear a red shirt. I'm going to put that at three and a half. What do you think, Dylan? Over or under? We don't know what team <laughs> he's playing with, so I'm not going to make a bet on that yet, but that is... It doesn't matter. I will, I'll tell you this. It does not matter about the team. It does not matter about the team. The ref will wear a red shirt regardless if the other team is wearing a red shirt. I learned that playing pro clubs last night or the night before. One of those two last these last nights. Uh, we were playing pro clubs, and our opponent was red kits, and the ref was wearing a red shirt, and I was getting pissed because I would keep not passing the ball in that area because I think the ref is the opponent, opposing team as, a, uh, as opposed to the ref. And it totally ruined me because I play center back in my pro club. I like to make the, the passes up the middle and that's exactly where the ref was. God. All right. So while we're on this horrific tactical decision that Ray apparently likes to make in pro clubs, what Alan, passes up the middle pointer and everyone else, I'll give you a free pointer on how to receive the ball when you're getting a pass across your body so that you are, so, all right, ball's coming. This is my left, obviously. So the crest. Ball's coming from my left. I receive it across my body to my right foot so that I may play it. I open my body, get as much of the field as possible. That allows me, if I'm under pressure and I can't pass the ball forward or to my side, I can turn and use what's probably my weak foot, the closer one. I can turn my body and play it back. That's why you always look to receive the ball across your body so that you have now, three outlets to play it. So Alan can succeed in his virtual soccer league. Can you explain to him how what buttons he would push on his controller to make that happen? Left trigger and then I think it's left stick. I don't play in a FIFA. I think it's left stick. My how would you, okay, let me ask you this, Dylan. So how I would think, you do that in Rocket League? How would you do that maneuver in Rocket League? I play mouse and keyboard. Um... Oh, you're one of those people. I have. You think you're too cool for a joystick in that game where I didn't have a controller. Got too good at playing without a controller, and now I don't know how to. And you're gonna play like that? Is this supporter league going on? Are you gonna play like that with the supporter league with a mouse and keyboard? Um, is it going on? Great question. I, I don't know any news about know. that. Um, so I'm kind of in the dark, but yeah, I'm in. It's uh, it's definitely the old Mario, the Wii Mario Kart. Conundrum. <laughs> like some people practice with the wheel, so they're really good with the wheel, and some people do the nunchuck. Just do the old school. Yeah. And I do I do the nunchuck and I can rock it. But if you give me a steering wheel, I am dunsies. Like, nope, that is not happening. Oh, it's and it's it's this big anyway, right? So you're 
Can we talk about Nintendo? Can we talk about Nintendo? How I just, I, I am just out, out of it when it comes to Nintendo nowadays. I, I can't play the games. They're either just too wild and crazy, like Smash Brothers. I, I I try, my kids desperately want me to play with them all the time. And the moment I get in there and start playing Super Smash Brothers with them, like two seconds in the match, I can't even figure out which character I'm because they play like 12 fighters at one time or something like that. I have no idea what I'm doing. I just start button mashing and, and falling off the edge and killing myself. That's usually how it goes. Um, I don't understand Animal Crossing, so if someone could explain that to me. Your break from reality, in which case you have a bunch of loans and you have to go to work to pay off these loans and like steadily improve your life, if that's what you choose to do. Your escape from doing that every day while there's a pandemic going on outside is to play the video game version of that in which a raccoon is like J.P. Morgan and Chase and giving you loans instead of J.P. Morgan and Chase. You know too much about this game, Dylan. I do not understand why people are playing Capitalism Simulator um, to get away from Why do people play The Sims? I mean, life. they think it's cool. I don't know. you can do horrific things to them. and like... <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Like like lock them in a, in a doorless room or something like that? Yeah, you, put, you let them in, then you delete the door. Or you let them in the pool, and then you get rid of the ladder. I, I've never done this. I'm guy, and it didn't work. Oof. What did you do, Alan? So I tried to give my Sims a UBI and it didn't work. <laughs> Did the, all the landlords raise the rent? Or, yep. Let's get hey, we're tur- we we full on blown turn into a video game uh, podcast. We've talked about FIFA, Animal Crossing, Rocket League, uh, Super Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, Sims, Charles what are the games Dickens. We talk about? Yeah, well, that's not video game. They should make a video game like Charles, like you know those um, simulator, and those you just write. Tell- no, those the Telltale games awesome. were like, it's really, you don't do nothing. You just walk around like talking to people and doing little mundane tasks. Like they have a Back to the Future one and Animal Crossing? One, Batman one. Um, you should do it. They should make a Charles Dickens one. That would be pretty cool. And someone on YouTube with the username Retro Sports says they still play Genesis. Nice. I can the only game that. I remember from Genesis is like Altered Beast. That was like what? my game back then. Not even Sonic the Hedgehog. I didn't like Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, I, I, I downloaded that. that. I could Gotta play go fast. Um, I think the, the or, first or, uh, game I ever played on was definitely a Genesis. Um, and I think the only two games I ever played on that were Sonic. And there's this weird Aladdin one. I think it was Aladdin. Maybe <laughs> it, not. it was like totally like. Nothing to do with the movie, but it was... I was like three. I just remember trying to walk across coals and you take damage and I could never do it because I was just trying to walk across coals. Mine was... My favorites were NHL 94. Like the whole scene in Swingers is like... Did you play with like the Nordics or the Whalers? No, but I did. So the very first hockey game I went to was the Ducks Nordiques. And so I played that on Sega. I lost, but um, just so I can see what the teams would look like. Yeah. Yeah. Toe Jam and Earl was legit. I was going to say that. that That's another one that I played on there was Toe Jam and Earl. I thought that was a freaking awesome game, even though I had no idea what I was doing. Um, oh, I, I love I, that game. It was it was it was cool. I just would walk around and just do whatever those two characters. I can't even remember what they did. I would just do whatever they did. Thank you, Retro Sports, uh, whoever you are, for for bringing up Genesis, because that's a pretty cool topic to talk about. On a soccer a podcast. Sorry, World soccer Cup. people, if you're getting bored with us. Go, go. The go World ahead. Cup 94 game was like the first soccer game I ever played. The one with like the dog striker on the t- on the cover. I would play that World Cup dog? 94. Yeah, there was a dog. It was, like it was dog. the logo. A, li- a legit dog. No, it was like a cartoon dog uh, called Striker. And he was on the cover of 
World Cup 94, and I used to play that all the time because you would dribble to the like where the six yard box, like the top of the 18, but at the right in line with the six yard box, and you would just kick it in the corner because the goalie wouldn't ever adjust to you. Yeah, I love that game. <laughs> I have to admit, though, there was other cool games on Genesis because now I'm now I'm remembering now I'm remembering some of this Genesis stuff. Um, sports talk football with Joe Montana was pretty darn amazing, oh, too. God. I mean, mm-hmm. um. That was one of my first like favorite sports games was that there was the Tommy Lasorda baseball. Um, those were some pretty legit sports games for that era. Uh, the Joe Montana one specifically, cause you finally like, it would actually give you like these three windows on top. So you could pick which receiver you wanted to throw to instead of randomly pushing a button and, and just running all over the place. Although there's nothing wrong with running. Okay. So while we're talking about running for a minute, um, some of our friends Best up in podcast Reno. ever yeah so you should exercise it's really great for you your mental health will improve um exercise safely there is a study from some dutch and belgian scientists that found out um transmission of viruses is quite easily spread uh while running um so if you're socially distancing you should not be at least six feet away from someone who's also exercising you should probably um, be closer to 30 so across the street away as far away from other people as possible if you see them exercising for your own sake and for their sake as well um but actual to where i was going with this is chris malinab who's the uh assistant coach up in reno so shout out to our reno friends and i'm trying to think of his name as i try and type his name into twitter which now you can all see instead of me just typing it on the computer Christopher Malinab at Chris Malinab. Um, he did a wonderful little ultra-esque thing. It's called the Yeti 24-hour challenge. And what you do is run five miles every four hours um, over the course of 24 hours. So every six, uh, every four hours for six go-rounds of that. So you, you end up with a total of 30 miles. Uh, I'm going to be doing later. I'm going to be doing this later this week. Um, and I challenge someone to uh donate a dollar for every mile i run which is going to be a total of 30 miles um and then after those first 24 hours we might continue going depending on how things are going so uh yeah so get outside buddies dylan and I'll, I'll come run side by side with you it's like you didn't listen to what i said at all <laughs> Oh, no, you can bring me a beer when it's over. I'll I'll be one of those people standing on the side of the sidewalk with like those paper cups, but I'll have beer in it instead of water for you. That'd be perfect. That's what I want. Definitely. I'm going to be that girl who cheated in the Boston Marathon. I'll just run (laughs) and then I'll just drive in a car (laughs) until I'm done. I'm like 30 miles. I swear that's that's something they did in the Simpsons like 20 years ago. So Simpsons predicted that would happen. You know, like there's this whole like this whole like web conspiracy things where simpsons predict the future all the time like they i think they predicted disney and fox basically merging or disney buying fox and the they, they predicted a scene with donald trump going up an escalator or something like that it's it's fun stuff we'll look it <laughs> it's up when trump becomes the president of the u.s yeah right and it's he's going up an escalator or something like that yeah yeah um they did not well, however, correctly predict that notre dame cathedral would catch fire which if you watch jeopardy tonight was a question and an answer so and random random thought um me and my wife were looking for some random shows to start watching just 
Well, it's probably time for that, actually. Just oh, random God. shows to watch. <laughs> this is an official so... random thought. This is an official <laughs> random thought. This is just like a, a random thought that I was just thinking while we were talking about all this. Is uh, Me and my wife were looking for a new show to watch. So last night we decided to start watching The Last Man on Earth. Um, and You're preparing you for know, the it, it comes on. Well, no, the the weirdest thing. we did, I had, We had no idea what this show is about. And then it just talks about like a year after the virus. I'm like, what the this is the most random thing. I didn't know this was going to happen. And I'm like, do we keep watching? And we're like, yeah, we'll watch it. It, it eh, something. I, I know I saw Alan there. He doesn't quite love the show. He's not a fan. I tried. I tried. I tried. And I just, it's just, it, I think it's just one of those, it's one of those stupid, stupid comedies that you just, I mean, it's something you just throw on. If you just don't really care, you just want something to sort of laugh at, but yeah, at least at this point, I've only watched a few episodes though. Then I would recommend Shit's Creek. Oh, we'll probably get there. I recommend okay. watching the first Maybe five minutes get there. of that show and then stopping because that's its moral peak. Which it's one? Five minutes Let's do this. Shit's Creek. Last Man Standing? <laughs> no, no, no. Five minutes into Shit's Creek? That is oh. its moral high point. That's the peak. Yes. Uh, the whole, like, him explaining himself through different types of wine was really kind of a fun moment. Never made it that far. Wine. Uh, why? Why? Well, he's trying to explain like where he is on the spectrum of who he loves, and it was like a really good like visualization and like really cool mode of explaining something and making it very tangible in a way that's like, oh, that makes sense. Perfect. Hey, uh, since we are a soccer podcast, is there anything else soccer related we need to talk about before we uh, sort of get to the wrapping things up portion? Yeah, for former Belgium assistant coach Graham Jones, G R A E M E Jones, was released from his contract with Luton Town along with the rest of the first team coaching staff so um so they're the first club in the championship to get rid of most of their first team staff in an effort to save some money um needless to say with luton on the bottom of the championship but six points from safety anything is possible with but i think nine remaining games what is it didn't fifa sort of make a sort of announcement that they don't want anything played until september at least and i think at that point it's the next season right i have no idea i haven't been following that closely but i would expect to see a lot of other teams start to do this um especially smaller teams i don't think how dare they i don't think you're gonna see Mourinho um leave his contract at all unless he hosts another training session with some players when he's not supposed to and they (laughs) cancel his contract for that but some of the smaller teams, which probably a lot of people don't follow here, um, might have that happen. You might see that happen in the USL if this drags on. They think they're going to. I know you, you sort July, of brought up that question, right? You brought but... up that question when you heard about that. Is like how, or I maybe not you. I think I saw someone bring up the question, like how long can USL teams hold out if this is happening in more established leagues like the EFL Championship? How yeah. much longer and, can USL and go? Think about like the teams like Phoenix, right? That went and splashed the cash. And teams like Miami that went and splashed the cash and they built really stacked squads. Um, that's, you can't pay, you know, if you're Phoenix, you can't pay 20 first team 
like really high quality USL players for an entire season and never play a match. So um, things might begin really interesting in the next two months when we probably don't start playing again in July. Yeah, League One, so they will not resolve, uh, resume the season. Yeah, um, Macron as well. So I think both, yeah, the two leagues in France, mm-hmm. the, the top two leagues. Uh, yeah. Domino's League. Yes. And, uh, well, uh, and it, it'll be interesting. Yeah, like you said, Dylan, um, especially with, with USL, they don't have the the financial backing or the financial stability of other leagues in the US as far as, you know, you got other major monopolies, baseball, football, basketball, they have like these, these massive revenues and and this, this massive money, and they have um, access to money. USL doesn't quite have that. Uh, The the thing that's going to suck about this is they were sort of finding their groove of just sort of growing and growing and growing and growing. And then you, you get this, that happens to you, which is going to sort of suck. Um, if some of these teams, I mean, you, you have to feel for some of these maybe newer teams like a San Diego who basically invested all this money in marketing leading up to their inaugural season. And they get to play two games and the season's over um, may not finish this season. Uh, I, I think they have the financial backings. They can with withstand a season like this maybe. Uh, but you look at some other teams. I mean, look what happened to the XFL. Um, they basically just gave up again, like they tend to do all the time. Yeah, um, I think some of the the two teams might survive because they have threadbare staffs anyway. But yeah, this could spell death if it goes on for a long time. So if you like your local soccer team, stay home. <laughs> well, <laughs> stay and home until they start playing again, and it's safe for you to go outside, and then. I mean, them. I've seen um, I've seen people talking about like season ticket holders and stuff, like saying don't ask for refunds, let them keep your money to try and help, you know, help the teams out. I, I get it; not everyone can do that. Some people are struggling; they don't have jobs, they don't have ways of making money at the moment. But if you can do that, I mean, at least if you really love your local team, that's a way to try and help them out. Uh, I know anytime I've been. Um, out to a local supermarket, they asked, do you want to donate some money to go towards, you know, help or relief or whatever? Um, luckily, both my wife and I have our jobs still. We're still getting paid. Uh, we're also not having to pay our daycare expenses, our before and after school expenses that we had with our kids. So we're actually doing okay right now with what's going on and at the moment. So at the moment, I'm willing to go and, and you know, donate. Or when I go to a local brewery and order some beers, I'm giving a generous tip because I want to help those people out that really need the help more than uh, we do at the moment. So in this instance, if you have the means to be able to maybe leave your money with the team, either let them know, Hey, keep the money and that can go maybe towards next season or whatever. Um, Go ahead and do that to try and help uh, support your team and help um, keep as many of these smaller league teams as possible. Yeah, it's going to be, I think most of the teams have enough to make it to uh, uh, next season. Um, but maybe there's some, something to salvage for like a, a tournament style deal later in the year where it's not like a full season, but you're still playing, you know, you regionalize things, you do things, you know, championship league one, maybe tie in MLS. I think there's some things you can do to get creative to give some of these teams some revenue give some teams some revenue 
but it's going to have to wait until the entire United States is ready to get back to somewhat normal uh, because you might have places that are all right and ready to start opening, but what about the teams that are, aren't in those locations? Um, yeah. It's going to have to be a piecemeal thing. I don't think teams would agree to playing behind closed doors because televising it is expensive. Um, but then someone was like, well, ESPN might get more eyes, which means a renegotiated contract. But then it's like, does ESPN want to renegotiate that? Like they're getting way more eyes and aren't having to, to spend anymore. Um, yeah, it's going to be. I don't think anyone's going to nail it unless they guess wildly like the Simpsons and have like 400 guesses and one of them's going to be right. Um, I don't think anyone quite knows what's going to happen. Uh, you just got to hope that your team has enough in it to come back, even if it means next March or next February. Um, yeah, in San Diego, a lot of people are bummed, but think about like Omaha hasn't had a game at all. Uh, Miami hasn't had a home game. I don't think there's teams out there that the, their fans haven't seen them play and they're supposed to. Uh, so you might see some pushing back. You might see, you know, some players being cut and then re-signed later. But who knows? You just got to have faith and um, believe that. <laughs> All right. What a way! What a way to like end that thought there, Alan. Thanks. I think, I think that. Timing-wise, it's time to get our final thoughts, now. right? Our, our, our random thoughts? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I'll go to you, Dylan, because we haven't heard from you for a few seconds. <laughs> All right. My random thought is the uh, the book Walden. Um, I've got a, a copy here that people can see. This baby's old. Um, how do you, like, right? scroll? How do you, how do you scroll up on the pages, like, uh, or, like, to the side? Hilariously, right? This is probably the size of, like, an iPhone 8. Well, you have like an iPhone too. <laughs> Here's my phone. It's still smaller. Um, no, Walden. Uh, it was written by Thoreau, and it begins. Let me, if I, if I may, get to the first page. So well. When I wrote the following pages, or rather the bulk of them, I lived alone in the woods, a mile from any neighbor, in a house which I had built myself on the shore of Walden Pond in Concord, Massachusetts, and earned my living by the labor of my hands only. So you know it's gonna be good when it starts like that. I like I was trying this. to give like the 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 like melody in the background. Alan's, Alan's like, what the hell? Alan's like, I went here? to school and I have a degree in this. Um, at least two, right? Do you, do hey, you at least hey, if Alan would have pulled out his guitar yeah. or his banjo or his like sitar, or whatever instrument he has back there to start playing. Um, or didgeridoo or whatever, then I would have stopped, but he didn't do it, so I kept going. Hey, the didgeridoo is the best instrument ever, buddy. Said no one ever. Alan, what's your random thought? Uh, my random thought is, uh, I know I've said this on other podcasts, but, you know, make sure you're People still... other podcasts. They only listen to us. No, no, on this one. I've said this okay. before, but just, just make sure you're taking care of you as well. Like, I think with, with parents... So focused on your kids and making sure your kids are taken care of that you don't think about maybe making sure you're taking care of yourself. Uh, if you're living by yourself, um, uh, make sure <laughs> Sorry, you're checking Alan. in with people and being social. 
Um, but I'm not really, trying to laugh at what you're saying, Alan. Keep going, keep going. But really, I think taking care of yourself and making sure you're in, in a good mental space um, is something that I'm going to keep encouraging. Uh, don't be afraid to ask for help. There's lots of people and places to go to help you out um, if things are not going great. Uh, and if things are going great, uh, make sure you're checking in on your loved ones and making sure that they're they're good. And so um, the most important thing is that we make this make it out of here and are in, in, in a good place. Um, so check in with each other and then make sure you spend some time to take care of yourself. Like if you haven't showered in a couple of days, shower. Um, if you haven't brushed your teeth in a couple of days, brush your teeth. Um, if you've been having a cocktail every night, maybe take a night off and kind of uh, just be... Yeah, just uh, make sure you're taking care of yourself. Uh, be healthy, um, and um, you'll be all right. Perfect. And I wasn't laughing at anything you were saying, Alan. I was laughing because you had a moment where your your screen froze, and like the look on your face on that freeze. I'm gonna look for it back after we finish, and I'm gonna use that as our like image for this episode. It's gonna be perfect. Um, a random thought from me, and this is going into other sports right now, and I'm just gonna ask, what the hell? were the Lakers thinking in applying for a small business loan and getting $4.6 million for a small business loan. I get it. You fit under the numbers. You're, you're less than 500 employees, but you're a damn NBA franchise that is valued at 4.4 billion with a B. So there's no need for a company or, or, or a sports team like the Lakers to be trying to get this money uh, to basically free money. Right. I, I get it. If a, a team like orange County soccer club tries to do this, that's a more realistic reason to do it. They are a small sports club that makes limited revenue. They're definitely not valued anywhere near $4.4 billion. I get it. I'm a, I, I've been a, a Clipper fan my whole life. So you're going to get a bunch of Laker fans that are going to say, I'm just a hater. It's nothing to do with that. It's it's just ridiculous that a, a a top top sports club is basically asking for free money from the government. Lo and behold, a bunch of smaller businesses that really needed that money couldn't get it because companies like the Lakers or Ruth uh, Chris and Potbellies and some of these other big companies try to swindle the system. And, and basically, you look at it as, hey, the government's offering free money and we qualify under the rules let's just get our free money it, it's ridiculous this is the reason why I, this is the reason why you need the government to sort of control things because people will take advantage of what is offered if they can somehow magically make it look like they need it uh, i was as a clipper fan as, as a longtime non-laker fan i i sort of laughed at it and was excited to see that because i'm like yeah look at your damn club laker fans but it's just ridiculous it's stupid uh, if a sports team needs it, leave it to the lower league sports teams that may actually need it to survive, like the Omahas, like the Orange County, like the Miamis that we've been talking about that really have no revenue at all, and they don't have access to money at all. They can't go to their league commissioners and say, hey, get us a loan for to help cover our payroll expenses or whatnot. Uh, Lakers have access to that. And there was no need for them to do that. Who knows if we're going to find out about other sports teams that did this, major sports teams that did this, but the fact that the Lakers were sort of called out on it and basically said, hey, we'll give it back. We want other people to have it. That's just them trying to look good after the fact, which sort of sucks. Um, 
yeah, that's that's my thought. That that was my random thought for the night. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Unless you're Laker fans, you're probably mad at me Good now. Good lord, Ray, what was that? I was upset, man. I well, I, at first I thought it was funny, but then I really got upset thinking about it. As, Ray, you know, Ray's rants is brought by the <laughs> South Orange <laughs> County Relay for Life. Donate. Donate. OCSCpodcast.com. It doesn't sound good when you're both trying to say it at the same time, though. I challenge you all to match the amount of miles I run with dollars. Or match my goals. Match my goals. Um, Ray, that was certainly something. I apologize to everyone for how off this whole episode's been. The rails we've gone. Were we even on the rails to begin with? Was that no, something? Never, but without actual next, games. Next episode. Next episode, we're going to discuss trains and which trains we think are the best trains in the world. Oh, I'll just invite my entire extended family on, and it'll be a 19 hour episode. You guys like cereal, right? From NPR? Just wait. I'm, I was People joking, but hey, we could do that. For eternity. Um, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Alan, where can we find some quality? Kits. Alan takes cookie cutter. Oh, kits, kits, yes. Kits, yeah. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adults, or even pro team or USL team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. Oh, and speaking of kits, we are looking at creating one with our design on it. So we're going to look at something on that. A really quick, Alan, where can we find you on social media? A Underwood 48 on the Twitter machines. Dylan, go. You can find me on Twitter at OCSE underscore Dylan, or you can find me on Reddit slash you slash OCSE underscore Dylan, or you can find me on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Scott's Bedroom. You're actually giving out your SoundCloud now. That's freaking Someone awesome. found it, and I've been doxxed. So. Oh, come on. Don't say someone. you got to give credit. Andy, super fan yes. of the Orange Black Soccer cast. You know what's funny? When that all happened, I started looking into what can we do to actually get you get a, get a you authorized, like a license to actually perform that song. We can actually put it up on like Spotify so people can actually listen to you live or parody, in real man. life in their car or yeah, something. It's a, it's a parody, so it's, it's covered Fair by use, law. Buddy. Parody, though, like when you look at the laws for parody, it, it has to like be like funny. No, nope. I think it's funny. Doesn't have to be. I, funny. I don't know. Read the, read nope. the laws. I, I'll fig- we'll figure I it do. out. Um, you can Parodies, find me at Ray on Twitter, or you can also find the podcast at OCSC underscore soccercast. You can look for us on Facebook. Just search Orange and Black Soccercast. You can look for us on Pinterest, on Instagram. Um, you can go to our website, OCSCpodcast.com or Orange and if you like to write or type longer. Um, yeah. I, I think that's about it uh, for Dylan, for Alan. I am Ray. This is the Orange Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. You have been listening to the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. For the latest Orange County SC news and information, visit our website, OCSCpodcast.com. Also, thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and U.S. soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com.